When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is time for another edition of the Wine Pod. I don't know what I was kind of between Bruce Buffer. You know, now he was the let's get ready to rumble guy. (laughs) I was kind of between it's time for Dodger baseball, Vin Scully and Bruce Buffer. It's time in the UFC octagon thing. But uh, but instead it came out. God knows what. So here we are, another wine pod. I'm pumped for what we got on tap. Today. I'm just so like because we've done we did last week and we did the two in a row. Yeah, uh, and we were almost going to do two in a row again yesterday, and we just were like, space it. We out. wanted to have some space so yep. we could like because we were both like it was a long week. Yeah, so now yeah. we have some time to drink some wine. Yes, and speaking and of wine, settling. Speaking of wine, so H and H Automotive, yeah, one of the proud sponsors. I'm assuming they're proud of sponsoring the wine pod. So we have been talking about Onyx Automotive, okay? Yeah. A part of their luxury car dealership, one of the best of Omaha, luxury car dealership, by the way. To give that luxury feel, if you buy a vehicle, they give you a bottle of wine. They have sent you, boy, a bottle of wine. So for the YouTube people watching, look, it's uh, this is a nice Cabernet. It's a reserve. And apparently that's a good thing. So, okay, so I didn't realize this is from them. This oh, is from okay. them. Yes. Okay. I just so, walked in, I saw the bottle, yes. and I went, whoa. Yes. So, this is great. Oh, yeah. So we got that going for us. Shouts oh, out to H&H, man. Onyx Automotive, the it whole a, crew. It's a cab. Yes. It's a cab reserve. So this we're ready to go. Great. So do we want to do the first pour? You ready to go? Let's get this opening pour going. Let's get this thing going. going. It's a heavy uh, bottle. This bottle is wow. like, you got to be like, yeah. God, this is a- you know it's nice when it's like the heavier the nicer. That's yeah, got to be serious, right? So while you're doing the first pour, let me tell people what we got going today. Today is going to be all coaching speculation. We are going to be talking about how good the Nebraska job, pluses, minuses, all those kinds of things. And and I have given my I wrote down 20 coaching candidates and I put them in tiers. <laughs> a lot of candidates it's a lot of candidates we're gonna have to move quick does trev have 20 i think trev's got like 16 you might have more than him hopefully trev listens to this someone as we know because i made the tunnel walk yeah somebody in those offices listens to this pot so do we have a mole on the inside i'm just saying like does trev need to listen to this pod and just like hear our candidates if you're the mole so let's have it let's talk this if you're the mole Relay. It, do baby. your work. Do keep doing good work for the. For Please the pod. do. Please do. We it. appreciate your molness. So first of all, cheers, my friend. Cheers. Cheers. Okay. Here we are again. Look at us. Shouts out to Go Currency for making this all possible for us to to be the title sponsor for the Wine Pod to allow us to drink wine together once yeah, a week. This, this is amazing. You know. All right. Here we go. Mm-mm-mm. It's going to be a good. It's good. It's going to be a great night. night. Yep. Uh huh. It's going to be a great, great night. Uh, you know, it's kind of nice that we're finally going to have a conversation. We're not going to complain about like 
the current state of affairs for Nebraska football? Like, doesn't it kind of feels like we need a break from like what's going on with the defense, man? What's going on with what's like? We're just gonna talk about coaches and we're gonna have fun. Yeah, you it, know, it, the, it's there's no more. Can they do it? Like right. the, the head guys. I mean, it's Frost and now it's Chenander, obviously this week. But like, there's no more debating whether you know it, it's done. That is right. done with, and now it's on to the future, which I think is a bit of a relief. Just to be able to have a break from like, right? We don't need to have that conversation again, right? 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 Which it's is a new conversation, yes, but it's a different one. And I, I surprisingly like, in a weird way. I feel like I have, and if I feel this way, I feel like you usually do and other people do. It doesn't mean you're okay with it, but I kind of feel like we have closure with the Frost era. Like if they would have fired him at the end of last year, there always would have been that like, what if he just what, got that? If, he was so cl- He was close. Yeah. What if? Yep. What if? Now we kind of know, don't we? Nick, I think you absolutely know. You know that this year solidified we gave it our best go every opportunity you can give yes that's where like that's all you can do you know and and i I have no there's no ill will towards frost there shouldn't be because i really do think frost did his best it just sort of didn't happen right and that's okay and and we all have to just be fine with that you don't have to always be like you know, like make it some sort of personal or find something worse about somebody to justify yeah. letting them go. And it's just like, it was what it was. And even like today, I had a couple of people coming at me at Twitter, like, you know, basically kind of being like, you, how does it feel? You were dead wrong. We were right. You know? And I'm kind of like, like, I literally was like, yeah, yeah you were like, and I'm not even like, I, yeah. it doesn't make, usually, you know, people when they got to admit, like, they'll go down. Right. Yeah. Cassandra, you were right. Yeah. <laughs> Back off, man. Like, or they'd rather die than admit yeah, they're like, wrong. No, like, I'm gonna for the rest of my life. I will always believe X, Y, Z. Like, I'm like, no, you, you were right. I was wrong. I, I thought it would work. It didn't work. I wholeheartedly <laughs> believe like this is gonna work every year. <laughs> now it's gonna work the next year. Like, but now it's gonna. That was every year, and I just there's no doubt. That's yeah, how. I, that's yes. what I thought. Yes. Okay. So with the first pour, one of the ways we like to get things cracking in the wine pod is with the song of the day. Last week, your boy had a little hall of notes so close, so far away. Felt like that encapsulated the Nebraska football Scott Frost era in a lot of ways. I also confessed my love for Mariah Carey. That has gotten me two comments just being out and about in the city of Lincoln from two female friends of mine. And Uh they were, you know... Jen, who cuts my hair, put on some Mariah Carey as she was cutting my hair, and I was very excited about it. <laughs> Sarah Ott, a.k.a. Sarah Salem now. We know her. We've grown up with her. And she came up to me and, and made a comment about Mariah Carey. So I got to be careful about what I'm confessing here and what I what I love. But it is your turn. And I consider, I'm going to tell you right now, there's no Mariah Carey coming. Okay? okay. But I really consider about it hard because uh, I wanted to dive into your confessions more. Yeah. But I also feel like it's a, I, I wanted to keep you off balance. I didn't want you to know what's coming, right? Okay. We told the people what's coming. You told me what's coming. Right. I'm not going to tell you till you get so to So I have it. no idea what you yeah. what you have a text earlier. I was like, you know, you got it? Yeah, I I, I spent a good chunk of the day thinking about it. Like, like, you were the one song. that pushed for the song of the day. <laughs> I know. Which so, I'm all, all about. But. So I, I went through a few different options. Um, 
And just even right now, I haven't totally. You're still debating. Song. You're still, I'm still not debating. sure. So here, I had a few different options. You were can Nebraska. Play a couple. It's not like we well, have to. It was Nebraska football themed. Yep. Was my original idea, and then I thought, how about I just? What if I just gave the song that I think Nick Bond needs to hear? I like that. It's not a Nebraska. It doesn't have to relate to the yeah. the coaching surge. We, we could be done with that stuff. Yeah. Today. So so I think I'm gonna let's. You're gonna it. go. Okay. So here we go. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna turn these headphones on. We're gonna put these headphones on. Forgot we needed to move this closer to us here. These headphones let's are not, not that long. The, let's not pull the cords out. No, here, we do right? not want to do that. Okay. Okay. So. Let me let me bring let me bring this up here. I don't know what you got. Do you want to set it up at all before you hit play? Yeah, so this is it's going to be a quick setup, but uh, okay. this is a song that I just feel like <laughs> it's not necessarily a secret, but it might not be obvious to everybody else that knows you. Okay. This is a song that I think Nick Bod just gets a little crumped, and uh, and I just feel like it's going to be the right mood for tonight. Um, and I think this guy is. He's one of your secret favorites uh, for a few different reasons. So okay. me, I just lost it here. So oh, gosh. So, this so is, I I, 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 this be, is so good. I'm, I've never been more interested in what something's going to be in my life. This is exciting. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let people know who I am. Get your sticks ready. I mean, come on. Yeah. So this is Philip Bailey and Phil Collins. And Nick Bob uh, loves hard drums. So I've always been a Phil Collins guy. If you listen to Phil, his drums smack. And that is your, I think it's one of your telltale signs and songs you love are like just hard killer drums. I need, you know, something happened on the way to heaven. Phil Collins, yep. that, that shit hits. Yep. You know, like, I mean, even even in the air tonight, yep. like, when it drops, it hits hard. And this one. So who is Philip Bailey, though? No idea. No. <laughs> some I, guy, he's some guy that Phil Collins did a song with. But I watched, okay, are you familiar with Versus on Instagram? You would no. not be because you are. So it's it's it was something created by Swiss Beats and Timberland, I believe. And it's more of like a hip-hop thing. Where they have two singers go back and forth like song for song, and it's almost like it's a battle. Yeah. Like, and so they had Earth, Wind, and Fire, and they had it would have been the Temptations, I think. So Philip Bailey was with Earth, Wind, and Fire because I knew this might have been the song that Earth, Wind, and Fire. They finished with September. That was their like you know checkmate. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But they played this song, and Steve Harvey hosted it. And Steve, Steve, boy, <laughs> Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey. Oh wow, I yeah, love it. So I don't know what it was. I went through so many different songs today, and I I came upon that song, and I went. 
God, I know Nick kind of secretly. Yes. It hits hard. I, and I wanted to give you something you were not expecting. I haven't heard that song in a long time. Yeah. That is, it's not a song that necessarily a lot of people, when you think of Phil Collins, that's not going to be one of the first handful of songs that you, you yeah. name. That thing smacks. It smacks. And it, so, yeah, it's kind oh, of a sneaky. That, it's a song I don't think about much, but like I saw it there. I was like, God, that is a good oh, we listen to like, Man, good. man. I'm nervous right now. Like, we, we're we setting the bar high with each other a little bit right now. I my, know. It was a, it was a, my Hall and Oates song is not a very well known song, but I feel like it was applicable to the current state yeah. of affairs. And that song's like a, you know, because like, here's a song. <laughs> well, I think I had a Paul couple. McDonald had a farm. I had a couple slow ones. I had some See, slow ones that were. I go, we're not there yet. We well, have to get the song of the week going. Well, yes, we need to get the song of the week going. We need to get people comfortable with who we are because one of the like I was thinking about things. One of the one of the categories I wanted to do, but there's just is not acceptable. One of the categories I wanted to do is if you had the magic mic stripper a situation, what song would you choose? Two men drinking wine cannot. Play a song like not that. Not yet. People don't know us well enough yet. We gotta just we gotta build this, this song of the week up before we drop that. How, how much would I have torpedoed the song of the day if that would have been my first? I think we we would have lost people. We would have literally lost probably people. Probably would have lost people. But for people listening at home, it's a good thought exercise. Yeah. Let's say you have life's to on strip. the line. Life's yeah. on the line. Someone says you better get out there. You gotta do good. And you have to your heart has to be in it. Yeah. You have to you have to get up on that stage. And do your thing. Yeah, you gotta, you got to, you got to get a ten for effort. You don't gotta, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. The no. effort has to be a ten, and you get to live. But if you don't, they kill you. That's right. I mean, that's it. And so I think you really, for people listening at home, you need to start thinking about that. Okay. Yes. So I will do that. We need to. That needs to be like a ways down the road, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're, we're just there. So, great song. Okay. Philip Bailey, Phil Collins. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, easy I'm gonna lover. Bring it, it on down. down. Bring it on down. down. We take it. We take in the the. Okay, we'll take these back. Good work, Bo Rude. Good work. I mean, but it, what's crazy is it does get you kind of in the oh, flow. Yeah. It gets you in the what mood. Hits, it's, it builds. It yeah. hits hard. Oh, it's great. Okay. Let me take another drink of this Onyx wine. Baby. Mm -mm. All right. Nick Bob Podcast is powered by H&H Automotive. Want to tell you about the Onyx dealership in Omaha, located at 150th and Dodge. Onyx won the Best of Omaha, number one luxury car dealer award. How about that? You win the Best of Omaha, you do your thing. Offering the industry-leading brands like BMW, Jaguar, and Land Rover. I was looking at the Onyx website. In fact, I pulled it up right here. I'm not going to lie, Bo Rude. I think a white Range Rover is kind of my dream car. Is it? Isn't that like, I, it, to me, it's just a beautiful car like it's a beautiful looking car and i've never been inside of one and i'm looking at it right now the interior looks incredible inside but speaking of other so i said land rover they got jaguar didn't your mom i loved your mom's bmw that thing that thing seemed like a smooth car they're super smooth i also have a friend that has one a current one and they're roomy too. Like they're extremely roomy. And as a guy who, like, I rode your back seat. Like the the knee room, I was blown away. You're by. You're right. Me. Your mom's car was big for there for are, not a big for not a big SUV type of thing. Like it was a it was big a sedan. It's a yeah. big sedan. But yes. now they have sedans and the SUV Beamers. But yes, man, dude. 
BMW is fantastic. Your boy, one day, one day I'll be in a, in a white Range Rover. Okay, just one day it's going to happen. So for that's me. dream. You understand? Car. Okay, that's the dream car for know. me. How about this? You want another reason to go there? Onyx offers a bottle of wine with any vehicle purchase. I swear to God, that's true. So you're telling us we do a wine pod and they offer bottles of I'm wine? I'm just telling you. I think you, we need to go there, Nick. I'm just we telling you that's what happens, okay? You can experience it for yourself at 150th and Dodge or <laughs> online at onyxautomotive.com. That's onyxautomotive.com. Drive Onyx, the new standard. Okay, Bo, before we get into some coaching tiers, I feel like we have to talk about the job itself. Okay. Listen, Mickey could rally and it could be Mickey. We'll see. I was way more emotional about Mickey leading the team out of the huddle than I thought. I'm not having Mickey in my list here, but that doesn't mean that I'm anti-Mickey. If Mickey gets it rolling and he stays everybody on. Everybody but Mickey. This is everybody yeah. but Mickey. Yeah. But before we get into the candidates, I think you have to discuss the job. Like, how good is the job? What does it need right now? Because I do think, like, the job today is different than the, the situation Bill Callahan was walking into or Bo Pelini was walking into. And... I would say it's certainly not a top 10 job. Yeah. Probably not even a top 15 job. But I also think it's one of those jobs like basically if you're not Bama, Clemson, LSU, Texas, Ohio State, USC, I could go on and on. Like to me, if you're not in one of those, it's there's a big pool of schools. And I think it's somewhere in that like yeah. second tier, second cut of schools. Second cut, um, or maybe third cut? No, no. Second cut for, um, there's a couple reasons I say second cut. And I would have been hesitant five years ago to say, if the Frost era fails, would we be a second cut team? I would say, no. I would have said no then. Okay. And I now I'm going to say we are. And here's why. Uh, two parts. One, I was listening to Urban closely talking about nebraska on, on air and he he kept using this word like they've got like an infrastructure they have the infrastructure oklahoma has an infrastructure mm -hmm. this talk about you know going from you know stoops to to riley like he says they've got infrastructure at oklahoma like nebraska's got an infrastructure like we have all this booster and fan support like right. it's very very unique um and we got money like we do like we've got money to to you know throw at some of the best coaching candidates and um you know and we're obviously we see what we're doing with our facilities like yes. the new build right so one we've got infrastructure and then two the second part of that is um the big 10 even from five years ago has gone on a an ascension an ascension like, yes i mean they are now rivaling the sec their new media deal is Oh, unbelievable yeah. nebraska is going to benefit from that so if you are in the big 10 you almost automatically become like dang near a second tier school right? right um but i would say nebraska with the tradition with the infrastructure like does rutgers and maryland have infrastructure no they do not like they don't have our right. infrastructure right illinois no uh purdue not really indiana indiana no. yeah, right. northwestern nah. but like you know, Wisconsin's kind of getting the infrastructure mm -hmm. there. Ohio State, yes. Michigan, yes. Ohio State, Penn you know, State, Penn yes. State, yes. Yeah. Um, but we definitely do. So Big Ten, and we've got the infrastructure. So if you're a coach, you're going, yes. the next 10 years, I get to be in the Big Ten playing for, you know, 
we'll see how they do the divisions in the future. But like, very curious. The West is winnable. If you're, I would think the top two teams from the Big Ten are going to have a, a ticket Great to the 12, shot 12. The 12. Yep. So I think that changes my opinion than it did five years ago. I was, I was be scared to death five years ago if we lost a coach. And I feel less scared now. Yes, I totally agree. When I wrote down the positives, you hit on a couple there, but great conference, especially with this conference realignment and who knows when all the dust settles five, 10 years from now, there has been talk that there's going to be two conferences, yeah. two super conferences. And let me tell you, the Big Ten is going to be one of them and Nebraska's in it. Yeah. But you you mentioned very. it will be interesting to see with USC and UCLA now in the Big Ten, how they divvy out the divisions. Do they do away with divisions? But all we can do is look at what it is right now. And not only are you in the Big Ten, but you're on the opposite side of all of Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. Like, that's a huge deal. I think we're going to – I think we're if, if I had to make a guess, they're going to throw in, you know, obviously USC and UCLA, and I think we're going to be playing both of those teams. I think we're going to be in L.A. a lot. Yeah. Which, which is fun for Husker fans, but um, it also puts Nebraska in the big market. Like we get to be the LA eyes are on us. That's that's another positive for um for the you know well the, and I'd the, rather the play it like let's say let's say when the divisions get shook out, which I think there's a chance they maybe go away with divisions. They could. But yeah. I would rather be in the same division as USC than as Ohio State. Ohio State and Michigan, we would rather be away from yeah. them and we'd rather take UC, the, USC UCLA yes. and I don't think they would split the LA teams. No. I don't think so. It doesn't make sense. I mean, I think Minnesota, Nebraska, Iowa go that way. Well, the Minnesota. furthest West teams. I mean, I think if you if you're going to try to do it geographically, like Nebraska and Iowa yeah. are going to be with USC and UCLA. Yeah, and then because then it would be, let's say it goes it's going to be 16 teams, so then it'd be UCLA, USC, Nebraska, Minnesota, uh, Iowa. Then do you go Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Illinois, Northwestern? That gets you your eight. Yeah, and then you do the eight, Purdue, Indiana. Yep, makes sense to keep them together. And then you got Ohio State, Michigan Penn State, Penn Michigan, State, Michigan, Michigan State, Rutgers, Rutgers, Maryland. Are we missing somebody? We're do we miss somebody? We miss somebody, but nevertheless, like I, I just think it it depend on how everything shakes out. Yeah, but I think it's the money is going to be there with that TV deal. Great conference, winnable division. You mentioned the new facility. You're going to have a brand new $150 million facility that no one's been able to recruit to yet. Uh, I do think, I think it's a low pressure in the moment, relatively speaking. Like you're not taking, you're not Bill Callahan taking over for Frank Solage where the bar is high. Yeah. Right now, the bar has probably never been lower than it is Close. at Nebraska at the moment. Like, you, I would think most people, I mean, the first thing you want is to get Nebraska back to being like respectable and going to a bowl game every year. Yeah. And then get to where you're competing for the West Division or whatever division title it is. So, at like, low pressure, lots of money, great conference at this point, winnable division, and then incredible fan support. Incredible fan support. Incredible. You don't have to be the savior because the savior already came and, and didn't, didn't save it and didn't save it. So you can be the guy that comes in, can take these this infrastructure, can take this great position in the conference with all the money and resources and go do your job with almost all upside. 
It's all upside. You're going to get paid big. You're going to get paid like you're at a big time school. Right. But we're, we're not a big time school right now with the way we're, we've been playing for 10 years. That's so it's, it's, it's kind of become a job that the expectations have normalized almost. That's what's weird is like, so let me go to the negative side because one of the first things I wrote down is I do wonder if some coaches look at Nebraska and go, man, that's a coaching graveyard. And and or some people would look at that and go, man, they get their expectations are all out of whack. I think you could have maybe said that after Nebraska fired Bo Pelini. Yeah. But now I don't again, like I just said, I think the 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 bar has never been lower at Nebraska than it is yeah. right now. But nevertheless, like this has been a place where coaches have come and when they've left, it hasn't gone well. It's almost like, you know, when presidents come into office and they like when they leave, they like look like they age. Oh, like yeah. that happens to every coach right now. Yeah. Frost like, Frost looked significantly older. Way different, right? <laughs> so, but okay, the negatives recruiting base obviously i heard sean callahan say this on big red wrap up it is nebraska has the fewest four and five star recruits in the five in their 500 mile radius of any power conference school in the country like that's real it's real that's a real thing and then the other thing i wrote down was fishbowl like you are and you could have put also put that on like you are the the main thing mm-hmm. you could put that on the positive sometimes something that can be a positive could also be a negative like it depends on how you want to view that but like the fishbowl thing is real like yeah. the bow dealt with it frost dealt with it like that's a real thing yeah they're reading into it like oh frost is calling the plays now you know it's like it's every little thing every press conference it's everything a big you say deal where at some schools like whether Jeff Brom's calling the plays or not, like they don't really care probably. Well, yeah. I mean, think <laughs> you know, like I, I don't know this to be true, but I have a hard time feeling like Northwestern football, Minnesota football, Purdue football. They have, I mean, I should have wrote down the amount of radio shows that are basically solely dedicated to Nebraska football. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have two call-in shows where, I mean, I hosted on 1620 big red overreaction. I mean, you take full phone lines for three or four hours after the game of people living and dying what happened in the game like it's all i mean that's good because it's a part of that incredible fan support that's a positive but if things don't go well for you it can be a lot to handle yeah so i think i think it takes the right person to be able to navigate that stuff bo obviously struggled with that a little bit i think frost did as well uh but that's a real thing um what do you think what does nebraska need right now do they need do they need a recruiter do they need a program builder do they need like uh a player development guy do they need uh, I mean, you'd a, say a, like, yes yes yeah i mean you I, I feel like you need them all but i mean let's be real like how many human beings on earth can do all of yeah things, check if right? they check all those boxes they're like so this is what's hard that's like where you know I, i'm struggling and this is going to be fun today because I'm I, I didn't want to like over prepare my thoughts for this. And you didn't tell me who you're putting where oh, yeah. on this, but I, I'm excited just for you to like list off these coaches for me and yeah, let you just kind of digest and react to it. Cause I don't really know. Nick, I really don't know where I'm where I'm at with this right now. Cause man, it, it just feels like okay, like 
Well, where do we go? Where and, do we go? And what's what's hard is, we'll, and we'll get to the candidates here in a second. But it's also hard on like now. I wrote some things down where it's like for me being like like all right, potential girlfriends, Scarlett Johansson. You know, it's like well, yeah, Nick, like you never, that would be you great. never rule out Scarlett because what if she likes you? That's it. I mean, like <laughs> make her say no, Shakira. Oh, we'll call man. Shakira. We'll call Scarlett Johansson. We'll call Kelly Kapowski. Well, but so it's it makes it hard to kind of assess all those things. Um, Some good choices. I kind of think Nebraska. <laughs> I kind of think Nebraska needs a builder right now. We'll yeah. get into that. Um, but I also the other thing I wrote down is style. I can't believe I am at the point where like I am succumbing to that. Like the Big Ten is different, man. It's a different kind of a league. I kind of think I am going to. I'm going to lean. You'll see in some of the candidates that I end up liking. Mm-hmm. Like if you got no either ties to the Big Ten or your style doesn't fit in the Big Ten. Like, I'm like for instance, I read some article that said, what about Mike Gundy at Oklahoma State? And I'm just like, good coach, been successful. I just don't know if I see that style of play working in the Big Ten West. I'm officially at that point where I am that, like, Big Ten guy where it's like, it's a different league, man. It's... It's Iowa, it's Minnesota, it's Wisconsin on repeat every year. It's a ball control trenches, ball control, line it up, fullbacks, punting. They're big. Time of possession. They do that thing well. And so this is what's tough because Frost came in, extreme success at Oregon and, and UCF doing the opposite philosophy. And at the time, I was very much on board with being different so was i because sometimes difference good yes and i would never rule out that you can do it i just think you got to have the person that can get the players to to that that can do it here because if you don't have the players that can do the different thing then we know what the big 10 is and what it does to you this is an over this is a i'm painting with a broad brush here yeah but tell me if i'm wrong with this there's one there's basically one program in the big 10 that does it different and has success doing it and it's ohio state in they terms of kind of do it different they, they, i'm just saying in terms kind of, of they kind of spread it spread it out so, throw it around yeah. the yard and the reason they can do that is because they got pros everywhere yeah for them i almost don't consider what they do like up tempo spread because it doesn't feel like they play that fast no it just feels like they have unbelievable receivers and their line is huge so it's like they don't look like they're the small team going fast they're just like we do whatever we feel. I'm like just doing. saying any other team tries to do what Ohio State does in the Big Ten, and it just it's not going to go well because you do not have Chris Olave. You don't have Justin Fields. You know, you don't have Smith yeah. and Jig, but you know, like you don't have those guys. Yeah. And that's a that's a thing. Yeah, it's weird because like you know, it's like I don't think it has to be there's only one way. It does not. Right. But saying that like you better do what you're doing so good that it can overcome this like you know like the league is set to to play a certain way it's a cold weather league um it's a big it's a big physical like 
we've been through this. We've had, we've talked philosophy on the show see, for yeah. five years. It's been five years of this discussion and man, we, we saw it go the wrong way for us not playing in a certain way. Okay. You ready to get into it? Let's get into it. Boy. Well, here's the, I'm going to give you my, my coaching tiers. But first, let me tell you about Go Currency. There's a tease for you. Does your business need easy competitive financing for trucks or equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best available rates and terms for construction equipment, farm machinery, trucks, and trailers. In fact, customers can get up to $500,000 with little or loans for up to $500,000 with little or no money down. In terms of up to 72 months, about that. Currency can also help if you're getting serious about buying a new or used motorhome, fifth wheel, or utility vehicle. Just fill in an application, and the Currency Finance team will get to work finding a lender with the most competitive options. It's quick, secure, and free to use. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit GoCurrency.com for details. Offers may vary arranged by Express Tech Financing, LLC, DBA, Currency Pursuant, CFL License 60DBO-5. Five four eight seven three. Bo Rude, are you ready for the first tier? This isn't necessarily like the top. Like this is in kind of in no particular order. The first one makes sense, but like as I go down, it's not like these are like my power rankings one through fifteen. Yeah. The first tier. There's only two. It's called the Nebraska hired who? <laughs> so we're starting. We're starting at the yes. bottom and going up. Okay. Like like I'm talking. These are the hires where it maybe leads. It potentially is one of the first or two segments on first take on undisputed. Yeah. Okay. Like Urban Meyer. Oh. Urban Meyer, arguably one of the five greatest college football coaches ever. Yeah. He's won everywhere he's been in college Bowling Green, Utah, Florida, Ohio State. He's got three national titles. How about his record in the Big Ten? 54 and five in the Big Ten. Now he does come with baggage. Jacksonville didn't go well. There's the Zach Smith, his wide receiver coach, domestic abuse stuff yeah. was suspended for three games there. I've, there also was uh, at Florida. Some of the players that he had had major off the field issues. So he does come with baggage. But of the coaches that are available, tell me he's not the best available coach on the market. And listen, I understand Trev would probably if you hired Urban, you're probably going to you're going to get some people, you know, questioning your judgment on, you know, the, from a moral side of things, whatever. I don't want to we don't I don't want to go too far down that road from a football standpoint. Is there any doubt Urban Meyer would come here and be a roaring success? I think no. So Urban Meyer would be the wow hire. I don't think it'll happen. But yeah. you saw how his re reaction was and reception was this weekend. He's my first first guy on the Nebraska hired who? Um, Where are you at with Urban? I mean, so as a football guy, to me, you know, people, I've heard so many people talk about the baggage and I mean, I, okay, maybe there are some, I, I, I do think it's maybe a little exaggerated mm -hmm. because he's such a big name. Um, I guess as a football guy, it gets really hard for me to think like, if you can get the one of the best to ever do anything, you know, it's like, I don't want to call him Steve jobs, but like if Steve jobs wants to run your company, it's like, he's, he's got his moments. He said, he's tough to work for. People say that about yeah. Steve jobs, but like, God, like if you're going to launch a product, don't you want Steve jobs la launching that product? Yes. And so to me is where I go, I put him in a category 
almost to himself where it's like, I get it. Like there's some things, but man, it's like, I have a hard time getting past. If you want to win, that's my thing. You know if we're saying? viewing this through the <laughs> lens, if we are viewing this, and this is how I kind of want to view this. Like, yeah. if you're viewing this through the lens of what gives Nebraska the best chance to win and win big, you are kidding yourself if you think it is any other person other than Urban Meyer. Yeah. Like, it, now, I'm, that's excluding, like, Nick Sa- I'm I'm excluding sure. Saban. Saban's out. Dabo Sweeney, those guys. Like, the guys that are They're, available, yeah. Urban Meyer is unequivocally the number one guy that is available. And if he wants to, now I don't know if he wants to coach again. My guess is he will. He seems like one of those guys. I think Jacksonville ended so poorly. I wouldn't be surprised if he wants some sort of redemption opportunity. Yeah. Um, if he wants to coach again, somebody is going to hire him. And to me, if, if. So, so this is the part that's hard to balance is like, I, I, I hear, I hear it. Like, you know, the people that are, are worried about the baggage and they're worried about whatever. I guess I don't, I never really dove into that too much. I just kind of assumed like some of it's good. Some of it, you know, like I just don't really know myself. Yeah. I don't know yeah. the de- I haven't actually, I swear to you, I don't know the details of much of it, but I, if I'm looking at it for, as a football guy, like you want to play for the best what coaches are we talking about. Um, what I don't know is one, does he want to come here? Does was Trev Alberts feel, but I know Trev said, I don't want to win the press conference, but they have to be. And he know, talked about how I want character. I Some want people values. thought like, Ooh, like maybe that rules out. And I don't think I, it necessarily I, rules out urban. Cause urban's a guy that he, he's a character guy in a lot of ways. I mean, he's absolutely, I get there's been some issues, but like, it's not like he's, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like, you know, <laughs> Like, well, there are some people that feel like he is like the antithesis of that stuff. I think, again, I think some of the, I don't know. I don't, I, would, get, I don't even want to talk about that. I know, stuff. but I would, like, I would disagree I just, that it's like, that he's like a guy that's not a character guy in a lot of ways. Cause he actually, that's, if you hear him talk about the type of players he brings in, like he wants character players. Like that's the thing is he puts a strong focus on that a lot more than I would say most coaches do. But most coaches get a pass cause they're not urban Meyer. So Urban Meyer, in a weird way, is like created his own problems by being so good. Um, and I don't know Urban. I don't know uh, all the things that have happened. And so I don't want to go like too deep into like, yeah, I don't want to get too far into that. I, wanna, I, I just I'm don't just, know. I'm, well, and sometimes if you're so, let's be honest, there's a reality to life where if you are. Is the juice worth the squeeze in looking past certain things if you're good enough? Yeah. And the reality is he is good enough. Like if he is, if, if he is, you know, I don't know, some other, just a random quote coach at Toledo right now. Yeah. And he has all this stuff. Well, no, but he's urban Meyer. So and, and Nick, and it, what's funny is you know, he's, he's on, he's on the big Fox, uh, the big noon game on Fox. Yeah. He's, he's doing the pregame. He's doing, he's calling the game and Nebraska fans are chanting his name. So, yeah. I feel like there is uh, there's a big worry about like is he the right kind of person? Like I don't think people would chant his name if they sort of there wasn't some sort of feeling there. So maybe we're getting there. Too there deep. Were, yeah, yeah, we're getting too deep into it. But uh, it, yeah. In, anyway, so like to me, Urban Meyer. I mean, to me, he has to be the number one. I mean, if you're Trev, you have to call him and make him say no. I think that, uh, and this is where 
unless Trev has some sort of insight to another coach that's a better fit and potentially is the next Urban. Like if you think you got the next Urban and you you really know and he's young and hungry and um you know, there's all the things that Urban could do that this person can do and you feel like it's a better fit, you know, in some other way. Okay. But like Who's that person? That's exactly. I, you know, I don't know of any other person except for Urban that is Urban. You know? Agree. Second guy on the Nebraska hired who? Prime. Deion Sanders. Deion, wow. Head coach Jackson State. All I'll say is this. If you believe Nebraska's biggest issue is recruiting, there might not be a guy that solves that more than Deion Sanders. Now, I don't even think we need to spend too much time on this because there's no way. I just don't see him coming to Lincoln. I would I would think he would not even. You'd have to write such a big check to him to to want to move to Lincoln, Nebraska and be the coach here. Well, I'm Prime, just saying, Prime, but, Prime believes in capitalism. He will yes, come. Yes, he does. So, <laughs> but, 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 because he had got, he's gotten five-star guys to come to an FC, you know, an, yeah. uh, you is, know is HBCU. He, and, is he from Florida? I mean, he went to Florida State, but is he from that's Florida? a good question. I think he might be. I would I would think knowing Prime, I mean he's at he's at Jackson State right now, correct? Yes. Um he was born in Fort Myers, Florida. Okay. So my guess is that Prime will make a leap to a a southern school. He's I mean, not coming here. I'm just these are like so I, I just think he it, it, I, mean, I just threw him out there cuz it's like, hey, the name, the recruiting uh but it's like program building, coaching. I don't know what Prime is as coach. I know Prime can bring people. To me, he would be a guy that you'd need to have. A, you'd really need to have rock star offensive defensive coordinator. Let Prime recruit, be the face, all that, make Nebraska cool. Yeah. And it would be amazing. Okay. Second tier of coaching. Yeah. This is the let's make it real awkward in the Big Ten West tier. So we had. Two in the Nebraska hired who? Okay. This category might be my favorite. Let's make it real awkward in the Big Ten West. First name I wrote down, Pat Fitzgerald. I vividly, now maybe you don't remember this, one of our best friends on earth, Bub Wendell, was living in Washington, D.C. We went to visit him. I remember being at like lunch with you. This is when Pelini was on the hot seat and you and I got into an argument. I was saying Nebraska needs to go hire Pat Fitzgerald. I have been a Pat Fitzgerald guy for going on 10 years. Yep. He, you'll find, he's in my, like, my top three or four is Pat Fitzgerald. He, I wonder the hard part. He's got like a lifetime contract at Northwestern. He's a Northwestern guy. He's been there for forever, but you just wonder if Fitz would ever think about it. Like recruiting is only going to get harder for him with transfer portal, NIL, all those kinds of things. Things of he's, they didn't have a good year last year. They're, they're off to a bad start this year. I honestly think in some ways we were talking about like, if you feel like you got another guy, like I think he would be perfect at Nebraska. Not so sure he isn't my number one choice of realistic candidates, Pat Fitzgerald. I, I appreciate you put him on the list. 
because uh, if you like football, you like Pat Fitzgerald. Because Bucky. yes, I mean Nick, I'm a former linebacker. Yep. It's the linebackers mentality of it's not just the intensity, but it's also like you can think the game. He's a yes. defensive guy. He builds the program. I mean, there's nothing not to like about Pat. He, he won at Northwestern like two of the last four years yeah. in the West. I mean, that's silly, Nick. They shouldn't win ever, and they've won two of the last four. Yes. That's silly. It's not – it shouldn't happen. You know, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Iowa, and uh, Minnesota, uh, they should be kicking themselves because that should never happen. But that guy's such a good coach. It happened. So, yeah, I mean, if Pat Fitzgerald, if Pat Fitzgerald wants to come here, uh, you say yes. But Nick, he's a lifer. That's what I that's what I'm just writing him down. I'm just saying it, like I'm like these it, are these are a lot of guys you got to call and at least like you call You better you tell say, me no. It's like me calling Shakira. What's, yeah, I mean Shakira like I'm going to make Shakira tell me no. Let's go on a date 10 million for <laughs> one day. I'm making Shakira tell me no. Just like, Nick, Pat I'm married, Fitzgerald I got a kid. is my football Shakira, okay? I'm married. I got a kid, but it's it is ten million. Just let me know. It's ten million. Just let me know. I'm just saying. I don't. Again, I don't think he'll leave Northwestern. Yeah. I think he's a lifer there. He's got a lifetime contract. They've invested in facilities, but I wrote him down. I love it, but no, he won't go. Next guy I wrote down PJ Fleck. I don't think he would do it. I think he's actually in a great spot at Minnesota. I think you could argue that it's at the same level of job without all the scrutiny. Like, I think it's like Minnesota probably affords it's whoever its head coach is a lot of the same things that Nebraska does. But the difference is Minnesota cares about the Vikings and the Timberwolves and the Twins and a bunch of other things yeah. before they care about Minnesota. Like if Minnesota loses to whoever, it's not front page news. Everybody's losing their mind. But if they're doing well, people are excited about it. Yeah. I don't think he would come. But P.J. Fleck. I, he rubs some people the wrong way. He's a great coach. I would welcome PJ Fleck with open arms. He's what's funny about Fleck is he's polarizing. Yeah, he's a positive guy. I think he's a good guy, but he is. Uh, he's so enthusiastic, almost kind of over the top. Do they? Th do people think it's like fake? Yeah, I think so. I think half the world thinks PJ Fleck is, uh, sort of like a a salesman and a, and a phony and the other half think he's awesome because he, he brings something that is so uh, invigorating, like that you can't, you can't deny it. Right. So yes. uh, I don't know if I'm, you know, I'm not a total hater like some people are, but I also am not like PJ flex number one fan either. I'm sort of in between. I, I'm sort of, I think he's a little skeptical, but I, I give him his due because what he does, Nick, takes a lot of like force of will. Right. He has a force of will about him to to be that positive, enthusiastic all the time, and he he runs a ship, man. He runs the thing. He rows the, the boat. Row the the boat. Like, like I guess his, I like it. His slogans and his way has never it's never bothered me for some reason. I don't know. It's uh, I mean, it, I mean, he went 13 and he went undefeated in the regular season his last year at Western Michigan. In a lot of ways, him and Frost were very similar. Two guys that went undefeated at a group of five school, went to a Big Ten school and Fleck has done this and Frost is now out of a job. I mean, he's he went 11 and two in 2019. He won nine games last year. Like, 
I think he's pretty. I don't think he'd come, you but know, I had to write him down. You know what I think about PJ Fleck? I think PJ Fleck. I don't think he's going to stay at, Mich- at Minnesota forever. I I think he'll bail, but he'll go SEC. I I see yeah. him as the type that his long term goal is to get to a place where recruiting is easier. Right. You don't. It makes no sense for him. I to- I think his leap to us. He's still in the recruiting. It's a t- it's it's almost as tough of a recruiting place or tougher than it is at Minnesota. So I think he's the type that would he would move to a I agree. Like you if know, he, if, he he'd take the Auburn job or he'd take the, you know, oh, I, I got I'm at Florida or Miami. More like, you know, he he'd yes. get a job where you can recruit easy. I would see that is his next move than uh a a slightly elevated lateral move because the because there's no doubt that this would be a lateral move for him probably from a lot of people's perspective. Yeah, he's already got it going to Minnesota, and you jump on a rebuilding situation potentially at Nebraska. But at the same time, one of the things we should have talked about at the out- outset of this is what is Nebraska going to be willing to pay? The Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors, and I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go into Pella's website right now, you look at it, and how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors by Pella won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big-time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. They got triple pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Because like Fleck makes five point one million dollars a year. Yeah, is Nebraska willing to? Are they willing to get into that like seven, eight, nine million dollar a year range? I think seven would be my guess. I think we'll be if we're willing to pay Scott Frost fifteen to to go bye bye to go bye bye before twenty days is up. Um, that tells me that we're not messing around. And it's not. I mean, think about this. Think of you fire Frost. And you give him an extra eight million, seven million, mm-hmm. whatever, and then then you're gonna cheap out on later, the You're gonna go, oh, we don't want to pay more than four or five. See, that, million. That's why so I'm, like, you just you just gave up that extra couple million bucks. So like to me, it's like if you're not willing to go seven, like shame on you for firing him. I days couldn't early. agree more. I couldn't if you're if to me eating the buyout the way they have, you better you better be willing to the if checkbook the better, better be like wide open, honey. Yes. It what be house a, do you want? Like, right. honey, whatever what you want, girl. you want to drive. Yes. Like, I mean, that's so that's my thing is, I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying it's got to be 10 million, but like you go to you go to and I'm not saying you do this, but like you go to PJ Fleck and say 10 million a year, honey, Pat Fitzgerald. Here's a credit card. Ten million dollars a year. <laughs> and with this TV deal, like you got an extra seven. I could argue there's no greater like. Like some people, like you know, you you'll wince at like you know LeBron making eighty million a year. Like those guys, certain people are worth every LeBron's penny. Un- LeBron's underpaid at eighty million. He's worth so much money for the, all all the eyes. Like you monetize LeBron, like so, like you. That's where like you know, like 
you throw Pat Fitzgerald, you throw Urban Meyer, like you throw that big money at him because you know what, Nick? National spotlight will be on us. It's it's we, nothing's more we, important. Like, than- we'll just have so many more opportunities to promote like the Nebraska brand. Like that Nebraska brand brand becomes valuable. So like if you if you pay small and think small, like you're probably going to return small. I agree. So, so I, 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 I'm I'm all for going big, but that buyout situation makes me think anything well, more than paying the big boys the big boy money. Right. You just showed us you're doing that. I just think if you if you think about a football program, an athletic department, like especially at the University of Nebraska, there's no more important person than the football coach. Like they you could argue Nick Saban, I don't know what Saban makes. You make 10, probably 12. Like yeah. I could argue Nick Saban's worth 30 million dollars a year. He, like what probably, amount yeah. of money is Nick Saban? What amount of money do you get past where you're going? Mm, I don't know about that. What what would we pay him? What would we pay Nick Saban? If right? you if, if you go to the Nebraska, what point is it like this say, isn't worth it? Again, understand that you're about to be getting eighty to a hundred million dollars a year from your television deal. I think that's the big game changer. Like you're getting that extra pop of money that didn't exist before, and it's like, yeah, you want to use it for things. You got to like, right. You got to pay for this facility. You got to pay. Well, yeah, and other you got to yeah, other fee, things. yeah, fund other you things. Gotta, but like, you got to pay down. I, I mean, probably debt from COVID and things like that. Sure, but what if like I don't know. 10 or 12% of that money every year goes to the coach that will get you the most wins and the most eyes. That's right. I'm just the most. Yes. So that means if you get 80 million, you know, eight, 10 million, like that becomes to me way more reasonable. I'm with you. I'm I'm with you. If you pay the big boy and you get the big boy, there's a better chance you become the big boy. I agree. The last one on Make It Real Awkward in the Big Ten West, I wrote down Jeff Brom. Always been a fan as well. Apparently, I'm that guy that like, I'm I'm like looking at all these other coaches in the Big Ten West, and I'm like, I go out and water my garden in the West. I'm like, hey, big boy, what's going on over there, Jeff Brom? Look at my tulips. Okay, uh, here's my thing. <laughs> Is Jeff Brom, what's Jeff Brom going to do here? What's Jeff, like, so. Oh, wow. Bo Rude, anti-Jeff Brom. I'm not anti-Jeff Brom, but like. I think that guy's good, dude. I don't think he's bad. I think he's fine. But Purdue was on the fringe. Purdue was horrible when he took them over. Horrible. Well, they like they, like they got good and horrific. then they got like yeah, borderline yeah. really bad, and then they sort of like come back and they're good. So like Brom to me is yeah, he's got a losing record at Purdue. Brom or Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, and that's I'm my just... point. Is like Brom. Uh, I'm not anti. I am definitely not anti Brom. I think he's a good coach, but. I don't think he's a slam dunk. He's never showed me slam dunk. No, well, Fitz is still my guy. I mean, I, don't, all the, I wrote down those other two guys. I'm not as hot on on Fleck you're and Brom. talking about watering the garden. In, in I really show? am watering my garden for <laughs> Pat Fitzgerald. Okay. Oh, I'm watering that garden hard. Okay. Refill you, boy. Time for the refill. And then, and then we have, now we're getting to some, now we're going to get to the real fun categories. You're going to love the name of this oh, next category. Okay, you might have gotten a little firm with you, boy. Oh, God, it's so heavy. It is a heavy one. Do you need to? Oh, I don't know. You okay? I don't know. Okay. Oh, oh, you might have. Okay. I got a little back. more than you. Is that okay? You upset yeah. with me? You got it. Okay. Got it. The next category of coaches. This is the HGTV category. 
I call these guys the builders. Oh, Nick Bob, you did your homework today. By the way, HGTV, I mean, they are getting a little every there's a million different like flipper flop, like unsellable homes, beach bargain beach, hunter. Yeah, like <laughs> home. I mean, it's like we're getting a little like it's gonna be like cul-de-sac killers. It's I it's the corner of the line. So I know a lot of people lions like, like my dad and Julie watch your dad. Oh, they me. watch the show mindlessly. I mean, more her Julie than dad. But like, I, I think if the TV's try on, to watch five Julie, minutes of yeah. an episode of any of thing and you're hooked. But continue. Well, it's it's it, you can watch it mindlessly. It's like, you know, it's like the joke is like, well, of course, we're going to knock down that Flip, wall. Yeah, open so, it up. We come in open concept. Open like that's concept. always the go go to. But, you know, it's like, and they walk and they go, it's got good bones, you know? That's yeah, yes. I mean, I think there's a song or a, a show called Bone, like Good Bones. Like, it's just like all these different shows. Exactly. It's ridiculous. But it's mindless. So you can be like, you don't have to think. I think it's what people like. You don't have to think when you watch those shows. There's no emotions right. to it. It is feel good. Like, oh, look, the house turned out great. Like, you know. Yes. Well, every flip or flop, they're like with... We bought it at four hundred. We put a hundred in, and we sold it at forty-two million. You could do this as well. It's ridiculous. Uh, Except for it, it always kills me. Now. now this might be a different. The beachfront bargain hunt. It's always amazing how and there's these memes on Twitter that are hilarious where it's like these people, these people's budgets. It'd be like, hey, I'm Bill. I'm a janitor. This is my wife, Cindy. She works at Walmart. We want a beach house. In Florida, <laughs> our budget four point five million. You're like crazy. Fuck? Like I'm crazy. Like, okay, we're what? from the we're from Nebraska. All right, maybe that's <laughs> part of the thing. But like, we all work and we have like people's budgets. So you got big. a decent job. Yes. I have a decent job, and I don't think to myself like my budget's one point two million, <laughs> and I work at <laughs> like nuts. I work at Village Inn on the weekends or like yes. you know like these people. Like I'm just it blows my mind. These people's budgets are incredible. They must have like uh let's check my life savings. Zero dollars. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, it uh, always kills me when they're like when they sit down and pitch them, like, all right, our first one we're gonna show you is called Sandy Cove. Yeah. Now it's a little bit out of your price range. I know you said five hundred thousand was how high you wanted to go. This one's listed at five hundred and ten thousand. And I love the reaction. The guy always has you be like, Oh, it's out of my budget. Like he has to react like you're, you're, like, we really need it. We really <laughs> we need the space. But yeah. I just love how your budget's five hundred, <laughs> but five ten. You're like, oh, oh my god! You're gonna. You might as well just rob me blind here, honey. Like the guys just preparing for suicide. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, like, everybody, there's not uh, uh, nobody's like, ah. Oh, it's our first house, so it's like two hundred and thirty-seven thousand is our budget. It's like no, it's it's all that insane amounts yes. of like because they live in like they live in like Miami, like right. outside Miami. Right. So it's like a million and a half. Yes, it's like oh, it's not bad for a million and a half. I also saw I saw I watched I got roped into one when I was feeding Marv the other day. There was unsellable homes, and it was like this home was not unsellable. It just had like it needed land, like trees had like taken over the home like i've seen more unsellable home this was an un i was like ooh, let me see how terrible this is yeah it was not that bad but are you ready for the hgtv builders Let's bill who can build nick who can build are you ready yeah now we're getting it now we're now people have been they've been waiting long enough for us to really get into some good candidates here first guy ready yes lance leipold here we go 
Now we're getting into some people that have really been talking. Okay. Check. His salary at Kansas, 2.8 million. Very affordable. He's in our budget. <laughs> he's in our. We're looking for coach, budget. our budget. <laughs> Two million to 3.5. He's practical. Good. I mean, <laughs> he's close to home. And you easy know, commute down I twenty nine. Yeah, I mean, think about our work. first house we're showing you is called Leipold. <laughs> Leipold's on the market for two point eight. <laughs> we could probably easily convince him to close at three point two, <laughs> save that extra, and then we'll just build a new garage. It all works. Totally out. more money to just invest into the house, but and Lance- the new car you want, honey. <laughs> Lance Leipold, two point eight million. He's got Kansas three and zero. Uh, right now, he's also got. They were leading the country in scoring, I think. I know it's early, but uh, he was an assistant at Nebraska from 2000 to 2003. He also was an assistant at uh, Nebraska Omaha before RIP its program. He won yep. six Division Three national titles at Wisconsin Whitewater. He had six years at Buffalo, winning seasons in the last four, including a 10 win season in 2018. He's an HGTV builder, grinder, seems like a good developer, foundational guy. Maybe, maybe we think we need the sparkling beachfront house. Maybe we just need a good, solid house. Maybe he's the guy. I think the jury is maybe still out on him as a head coach at this level and as a recruiter, potentially. Lance Leipold, the HGTV builder, what say you? I mean, Everything we said about it within our prior that's funny. Uh, so Lance, <laughs> I'll just say this. I I, I know Lance because yeah, Lance so was gonna... there as an assistant um, in 2003. It's crazy. He's such a nice, good guy, too. Like, he, I, you know, like, he's one of those guys that was, like, years later, it's like, oh, he's at Buffalo or he's yeah. at Camp. I was like, wow, good for – because he's such a good guy and – I didn't know what kind of coach he was because he was he didn't get a chance to really like be one of the coaches. He was right. such like he was he was down the line as an assistant, but he was you know like my takeaway was such a good guy. Like he checks all those boxes. So like in a weird way, like if there's a bunch of candidates, like who am I secretly rooting for? He'd be one that I'd secretly root for because I know what yeah, kind of good he got guy a connection. Is. He's good dude. But like I don't know, like can he recruit at this level and. I, mean, I don't know. But he was always a part of the recruiting stuff, so he, he, I think he he would give that his all. He would be very, um, I would trust that he would do all the things you got to do. You would never have to worry about how hard he's going to work. Uh, if he's he strikes me as a guy, he just strikes me as a guy that is just he he is he. he Nebraska, maybe more so than anything else, Nebraska needs a player development foundation dude. And he seems like one of those guys that could be outstanding at that. It's, I think, player continuity and keeping people to stick around and come through your program and develop is getting harder and harder with the transfer portal. Yeah. So maybe the Leipold model is more challenging. Yep. But, I mean, in terms it like in terms of pretty good dudes out there that I'm confident Nebraska could get Lance Leipold is absolutely one of those guys. Yeah. And like, he's a guy that, uh, I will say this. Like, I think. Is he a cool dude? Or is he got like new balance dad shoes? Like, is he's like he's a cross, but he's a, c- a cool new balance dad guy. I like, feel like he's like, when he goes 
to Lowe's on the weekend. He puts on <laughs> he, cargo Nick, khaki shorts Nick, with New Balance white sneakers with white socks pulled up to about halfway yes. to his calves. Yes, he will. But he's a great like he's the guy that does that. And you go, but I love you for that. Yeah. I love you for that. So let me just I want to see it. It was 07 to 14 at Wisconsin Whitewater. OK, gotcha. So, I mean ridiculously successful but, at Wisconsin but, but that's, like, that's why I like him in such and in, in so much because he I think he's taking the long path you know what I'm saying yeah the one thing a- we we talked about with Frost that um I think was underrated was I mean he coached for a while but you know I don't think he had ever learned the hard lessons as a head coach I to me like a Leopold I'm looking at like Okay, 07 to 2022, you've been a head coach. That means you've learned the lessons. Yes. You've learned hard lessons because you've had, let's see, that's 13, 14, that's 15 seasons of being a head football coach. You came up as an assistant 15 years as a head. You've learned the lessons. Now, I've never watched his X's and O's. I have yeah, I don't have a great his, feel for I don't have how great his teams look and play. I will tell you, he's a good guy. By now, he'll he'd have learned the lessons. That right, he needs to learn to be a head coach at this level. He's learned them. Yes, but is he the guy in terms of can he recruit? Does he have the X's no advantage for us? Those are the two things with him. Where other people, we might be like, have they learned the lessons? Do they have the experience? I don't think we got to worry about that with Lance. Right, or which makes guy? him. Are which, they a good guy? He is. Right. It's intriguing. I mean, like you said the. You just look. You look at his resume. It's a dude that has paid his dues, and has had to make things work at yeah. not ideal places. Pretty good. Yeah. Next HGTV builder, Chris Kleiman, Kansas State. He's making three point five million dollars in Manhattan, Kansas. He was a part of seven national titles at North Dakota State. He's now at Kansas State, year four. He's had eight wins, four wins, eight wins, and now he's two and one this year. So he's got a pair of eight-win seasons. He produced and been a part of three NFL quarterbacks at North Dakota State, Carson Wentz, Trey Lance, Easton Stick. The the issue with him is the AD that was at North Dakota State is the AD at Kansas State. I get the sense those two dudes are, like, super close. Yeah, I I view him a lot like I view Lance Leipold, where – I think he's got an eye for talent. He's got a player development ability to him. He's got a he's paid his dues. He's understood how to build a program and maintain a program. I think North Dakota State always struck me as a team that would fit in the Big Ten West stylistically too. Um, he's an intriguing guy. I would agree. I think he's intriguing. He's very similar um, to Lance to me, though. Yeah, like in I, terms of like the the pros and the cons. I would say that I would trust that he I would trust certain things about him. Now, is he a guy that can take us over the hump? That's that'd be my thing. Like, is he capped? Like, is, is he a guy that can that can garner national attention, big time recruits that I don't know? I mean, you, you're asking is it, recruiters, right? You one yeah. of your main categories is a recruiter or a builder or, a you know, player development. Is he a recruiter? Can he recruit? See, I think that's the same thing. These HGTV guys, I think you're getting out of like the star game a little bit. 
which maybe here's the thing. If you're going off of star qualifications, recruiting class rankings, guess who's been the top recruiting classes in the Big Ten West forever? Nebraska. We just I don't think we've so got, our judgment of talent has been bad. and development and retention and all that stuff has been a problem. So I just think it's one of those things like. If you if you think you need you need more player development, like. Foundational dudes to me, Leipold and Kleiman are your guys. Yeah, but I, I, I don't. But if if you are if you subscribe to the school of thought. That you better get elite recruits Then I don't I don't know if those dudes are going to be able to pull in the four and five star guys. I don't know. I think it's it's it'd be it seems hard. Yes, it seems hard from their current starting place. Ready for the next category? Yep. Next category only has one person in it. It's called vanilla ice cream. <laughs> it is none other than to who I would have to assume feels like the front runner for the job. Vanilla ice cream, Matt Campbell. Matt Campbell, Iowa State, makes $4 million a year. The reason I'm saying vanilla ice cream is like, you order vanilla ice cream, it's not like super exciting, but like, who doesn't like vanilla? Like vanilla ice cream is still going to be good. Like you're still not getting bad. some ice cream and it's good, but you're not like, oh, dude, I got Rocky Road fudge delicious, brother. I got two scoops of Rocky Road fudge delicious. super duper. I want to ask you a serious question. I want to ask you one serious question because I know a lot about you in this life. What kind of ice cream you order? What's your go-to? Um... You know, surprisingly, your boy goes to the mint chip, mint chocolate chip route more often. You a mint chip all day, all night. <laughs> mint chip go hard. You go mint chip too. I, I am always, I'm always prone to go. Sometimes your boy goes down a road that's a little rocky. <laughs> Cross Lake, Minnesota, we went to Dairy Queen. Yeah. And your brother, your brother actually was like, I'm going to get a good old vanilla cone. Oh, he's like, Barrett is Mr. Vanilla. He got a vanilla cone on like the 4th of July. A lake, fireworks going. Barrett Rude got a vanilla cone. It's like, come on, you're better giving him some shit for that. But like, he is a Mr. Vanilla cone. But, but Matt, I don't mean this to be negative towards Matt. It's like, it's, it's like, I feel like, Matt Campbell will be good. I don't, it's, you're certainly not going to like, you're not going to have something where you're like, you're walking around yeah. Baskin Robbins, like, dude, have a bite of this. Yeah. But it's going to be good. No okay. one's walking over like, bro, you had this vanilla. So this, I think the change, the, the change, the uh, perspective, like if we had a couple coaches and one of them was Matt Campbell said, I will come. If you offer me, um, it's very intriguing. Because he he's good enough yeah, he where is. we'll be like, whoo. That's what I'm saying. You're, you know getting, what I mean? you're still getting vanilla ice cream. It's really, it's, it's. And with the right toppings, a.k.a. the right things around it. Sunday. You both done made a contraction. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
That's what I'm saying. I mean, Matt Campbell could be the vanilla ice cream. You get the right Mickey Joseph, maybe a little, a, a little sprinkles, a little maybe a, just a little cherry nuts on, on there, top. a little cherry on the top, but a little bit of information on Matt Campbell. Five years at Holy Toledo, he won nine games three times. In year season, year seven at Iowa State, he's gone to a bowl game five straight years. He finished in the top ten, finished ninth in the AP poll in 2020. He's three and zero this year. I love, love that his expertise is in the offensive line. That's where he spent most of his time as an assistant coach. What 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 did he coach at Toledo? He was head coach. From eleven to fifteen, he was the head coach. Yeah, he was. How old is he? He's a young cat. Let me pull up what I had. Born in seventy nine, so that makes him forty three. No, yeah. forty two. Going to be forty three. So he's been a head coach. For five, he's head coach. Seven, 12 years. So he's a young dude. Thirty-one years old takes over as a head coach. Thirty-one. Whoa! You remember what happened on my thirtieth birthday? You guys threw a surprise birthday for me, and your boy danced in an SOS band when I got home from my house. What, my man? I remember. You remember that? But so, but I love. He was like you look at his track record. When he at Bowling Green, offensive line coach, uh, for both years. At, when he started at Toledo, he was the offensive line coach for two to two, three seasons, and then took over. Like I, I think that gets me excited. Like that, his expertise lies in the O line. Yeah. Like if I had gun to my head, if someone had to say, "Who do you think's going to be the next coach?" This is who I think it's probably going to be. This would be your pick. This is why it's it wouldn't necessarily be my first choice. I'm not no, saying no. I wouldn't be happy about it, but this would be my prediction. Choice. Yes, your this prediction. would be my prediction that I think it'll be Matt Campbell. I just okay. think he strikes me as the most realistic, which is also probably that he that also is good and available. You could get. I mean, here's the thing: is he's making how many million? Four mil. Uh, I don't he's know what his is, but if we're throwing eight at his at it, I mean, you go. So I'm saying you double and I don't know, you know, double the salary. That is usually the, the, the mark where most people, I don't care what your job is. If you're a lawyer. If you're uh if you're in marketing, everybody's got a price, man. Vice but president of he turned down the De- flushing. Like if they're doubling your salary, you're going, he turned down the Detroit lions. So like, who knows what he really wants? I just feel like the Big 12 is one thing. We're going to get into some candidates that are in the Big 12 and the Pac-12, and it's like you just don't really know where those conferences are at. Like yeah. some would say, I was arguing with someone this weekend, like is Iowa, Iowa State's just as good a job in Nebraska, and it's like infrastructure, infrastructure no, and conference. Like you don't know what the Big 12 is going to look like in a couple of years. So there's my vanilla ice cream, Matt Campbell. The Nick Bob Podcast is powered by Runza. You know, there are a lot of ways to to greet someone. Hey, hi, hello, what's up? Another way is, what's popping? Well, here's the thing. That greeting has taken on a new meaning now because the answer to what's popping is now Runza's new popcorn chicken. That's what's popping. Runza's new popcorn chicken is amazing. Little bite-sized, delicious all white meat chicken that make any day better immediately. I love them. My wife loves them. My kids cannot get enough. Two-year-old Mac, six-year-old Mava are constantly wanting to get it popping. 
Great for a snack, great for a meal. Pair them with the best crinkle fries on planet Earth, and you are set. All I got to say is you need to get out to a Runza location nearest you and get it popping. What's so hard to understand about that? Get it popping with Runza's all-new popcorn chicken. Runza makes it all better. Ready for the next one? Yep. Next category. It's called the Blueprint Steelback. Okay? This is probably my... This might my no. This is number two, my number two candidate that I want. Urban being like one, then I probably go Fitz. This is probably the next guy, Dave Aranda at Baylor. He's reportedly making four million dollars a year. He was the Wisconsin defensive coordinator from 2013 to 2015. He was the LSU defensive coordinator from 2016 to 2019. Now he's at Baylor. He's in year three. They went 12 and two last year. They won a, the Big 12 last year. He's two and one this year. I think this guy checks a lot of boxes that I want. I am, I am always drawn towards defensive minded head coaches. I am drawn towards guys right now that have been in the Big 10 and understand what it's like, what the league is entails what kind of football it takes to win. Dave Aranda understands that. I love him. I don't know if he would take the job. A lot of the same talking points I just had about Matt Campbell and Iowa State and the Big 12. What's that conference going to look like? Does he want to get back into the Big 10? I would call Dave Aranda and water my tulips so he could look at me watering the tulips. Hey, Dave. <laughs> oh, good, Nick. big boy. Nick. <laughs> How bad do you want to water your tulips, dog? Nick, I uh, will not water my tulips. Okay, what are your thoughts on Dave Aranda? I'm, I'm he looks way, like a guy that kick your ass, too, I'm which I kind of like. I'm more intrigued by Dave Aranda. On a Google looking, search? Yeah, looking at the history. Dude's Why got- Hawaii, Utah State. Wisconsin, 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 LSU. God, he had some good total defense, dude. At Wisconsin and LSU, ninth, ninth, second, fifth, twelfth. I mean, I'm a defensive minded person, and I I like defensive minded coaches as well. Um, first year at Baylor, two and seven, then twelve and two, two and one right now. So, keep in mind, his first year was COVID. That's the 2020. First, yeah, that's kind of so. It's like though. I don't know. COVID. I don't want to make too many excuses, but like, it seems like COVID was yeah, it you was know, challenging for everybody. Yeah, but he's got got the Hawaii connection. He's got uh, he's got the Wisconsin LSU connection. I mean, LSU, if you can re- recruit LSU, and now you're going to be able to recruit Texas some. I mean, yeah, that dude knows defense, Bo, and he knows the Big Ten. But, you know, it's more than anything, if you can recruit, if you if you know defense, you can recruit Texas, LSU, like. That's a good place to start just in terms of like big picture thinking. Uh, I'm going to put him high in my I'm, I'm intrigued list. You watered him tulips. I don't know about watering tulips. <laughs> <laughs> okay. By the way, the reason I'm calling it the blueprint steelback is because there, this is a, be called a, watering tulips. <laughs> the watering tulips. Who would I water the tulips for? <laughs> well, it doesn't even make sense because I actually. Watery Tulips was West Division people because they're in my neighborhood. Dave Aranda's not in my neighborhood anymore, so it doesn't make any so sense that I'm watering, watering tulips. tulips. 
I don't know what I'm even talking about. This is blame it on the 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 wine here. But the reason the blueprint steal back is because these this candidate was at Wisconsin, so it's a it's Barry Alvarez. Remember the whole idea that Barry took the Nebraska blueprint and took it to Wisconsin. So my second cat in the blueprint steal back is Jim Leonard. I have Wisconsin defensive coordinator in the. in the late evenings, drinking drinks, <laughs> it's come out a couple times. Nick Baugh is high on Jim Leonard. Oh, I love me some Jim Leonard. Baby. And rightfully so, Jim Leonard is, I want to see his his defensive, how good his It's defense. pretty limited. The problem with him is, man, he is like our age. Yeah, you know he's he's my brother's. Yeah, I think he's my brother's He's 39. Class. Is he 40 yet? He's 39 years old. Yep. So he's so, my brother's age. So I remember, I remember seeing him at Wisconsin. I remember watching him like in the pros. He was at Baltimore. Um, he was at Buffalo, Baltimore, uh, the Jets, Denver. I mean, he was all over the place. But like, I just remember being like, if he was in the field, I was like that dude's good. Like he just yeah. so he took that uh, to the to the uh, Wisconsin. And I feel like ever since he's been there, like their defense always plays. Their up. defense statistically has just been outrageously good the last yeah. handful of years so he was the was he came as the defensive backs coach and then when aranda left to go to lsu he became the defensive coordinator and his defenses are awesome again i'm one of those guys i love that he's he's got a defensive background i love that he understands the big 10 my only concern is he is like the complete opposite of lance leipold chris Kleiman where those guys have been head coaches for a decade and have had have learned the amount of things you learn as you're a head coach is just incredible. So that the my biggest concern with him is that he's young and he's never been a head coach before. And he is I really like him and I would love to play for a guy like that. Um but I also think he's what I would call a normal human being. I get that sense, which is a good thing for life, <laughs> yeah. a bad thing for being the best recruiter in the country. Right. When you're really normal and you really think normally, uh, I think some of the best recruiters are people that are like maniacally willing to recruit. Right. And that is where I think Jim will be a fine recruiter. He'll be okay, but he won't be. Uh, a five-star, like, I'm going to do anything to get that guy, and I can. Like, you know, Dion can get it done. Yes. Because Dion's Because Dion. Dion's Dion. Jim Leonard is Jim Leonard. Like, he flies right. it. You look at him, he walks into. Five, eight. Yeah, he yeah, walks into Shields, and he's like, I'd like to uh, I'd like to go to the fishing section. Yeah, like, fishing yes, section, sir. please. Thank you very much. You know, it's not, you know, he's not prime time. Like, no. He's not catching the attention of recruits all over the country. So, I think Jim has. The if you call them the skills, the I can coach the game, I see the game, I can you know, I can I can build the defense. Um, I think he's got that, but like, can he recruit? That's can the thing, he, and it's just there's no there's no sample for that. Does he as he learned the hard lessons? That's why I don't know. That's why I like I love everything about him, but I just feel like just not quite there. But man, I love that guy. I think he's great, but yeah, I think he's. Uh, he would be on my, he would be on my, not my, you know, A plus list, but he would be on my, like my A minus B plus like guy. You know? Yes. I love that dude. 
Next category, plucky Pac-12. Two Pac-12 guys, current head coaches. First one, David Shaw, Stanford. Couldn't believe this when I looked it up. He's reportedly making $8 million a year. So it almost makes you be like, yeah, is it even worth a phone call? But been at Stanford since 2011. He struggled lately. He's is here's his last three years: three and nine, four and two, COVID, then four and eight. But before that, here is win totals going up to that: eleven wins, twelve wins, eleven wins, eight wins, twelve wins, ten wins, nine wins, nine wins. There's a little uncertainty with the Pac-12 and its conference future. He's hit a little bit of a skid. I like his style of football. It seems like it would fit in the Big Ten West. Yeah, he is, sort of peaked with Andrew Luck, right? It was it, like the yeah. Andrew Luck era. He and uh, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, homeboy got game. He was. I watered uh, him tulips. You know what I'm saying for Christian McCaffrey. Nick, here's the uh, <laughs> here's the water. I don't even know what that means. That's not even a saying. You're so on, bad, Nick. You're on one. I know. I'm sorry. I dig it. I dig it. Um, I don't. The eight million dollar number is like. Eight million, Man. and he's ha- he's coming off as like his worst couple seasons. So right. I, I think he's a guy we would cautiously approach. Now, here's the, the the reality of where he's at. Stanford is a smart school. is a is a school that you know, like you got to quality. I mean, I, I just it's yeah, a, it's, it's harder. It's like the Northwestern. It's, it's harder to recruit to. Uh, I think in the in this era, like there's a lot of there's a lot of things that make that job hard going forward. And that's, that's where there may be an, an instance where he's looking around going like, well, maybe they get eight from Nebraska for the next five years. Like I guarantee eight, you know, right. versus little, like, little, Stanford, uh, it's like, hard yeah. to recruit. Uh, God, I've, it's, I kind of got to slip in here a little bit. I don't know where the pac 12 is going to be in a couple of years. Is this my life preserver here? Preserver here? Yeah. I, I don't know that. I mean, I don't I think it's it's easier to recruit to Nebraska than it is Stanford, which Stanford is amazing is to such say a smart school. Right. That I think it just changes the perception. I mean, there was a moment there where it was like luck and McCaffrey. I think that moment's passed where I, I think the, too. the players don't it's NIL now. It's like it's right. different. Like, I think they don't even think about school anymore. This is sad to say. Right. NILs made these kids not think about school where Stanford, you know, what Stanford had. If you go to Stanford, yeah. you, you're going to make money when you're done with football. Right. Because you've got a degree, degree from Stanford. You're tied into the whole Silicon Valley area thing. Right. Whatever that is, like that's a big deal. Same way with Northwestern. You go to Stanford, it's an investment for the future. And NIL makes you want it now. And If you're a big-time recruit, you can make 200 now from Nebraska. Maybe you could make that from Stanford. But like I would say you probably won't make that from Stanford. Right. But you know what you your Stanford money comes later and you got kids have to be willing to, to see the big picture of that. I just don't know if they, yeah. I mean, it's called delayed gratification. Yeah. You think kids delay the gratification now? No, no, they want it now. They can get it now. So So I doubt it. I doubt it, but he's, it's intriguing when you really dig into it. The other guy, tell you what, Kyle Whittingham at Utah, you dig into what he's done. 
pretty impressive. Yeah. He's reportedly making $6 million a year, but he's been at Utah since 2005. He's got a defensive coordinating background. He's a defensive guy. He's won, he won the Pac-12 last year. He's got four Pac-12 division titles. They, he went undefeated at Utah in 2008. He's had winning seasons as a head coach in 15 of the last 17 seasons. Dang. Now, he's one of those guys that has also, though, been out West his entire career. Yeah. He's got no Midwest, Big Ten experience. He's His whole coaching life has been spent out on the West Coast. But defensive guy, a lot of success as a head coach. Again, a little uncertainty. You're hoping that people have a, like, they're a little concerned with what their conference's future looks like. Uh, but certainly Whittingham... Pretty impressive resume if you look at it. We came in, uh, let's see here. In 05, was it Meyer still there in 05? Urban? Urban would have been, yeah. Urban would have, why do I want to say Urban left in 04? That might be right. Because they almost won a national title in like that. Right. 03, I might 04. Be on that. Because but- Alex Smith was an 05 grad, and I think Urban left after that. And then they won at Florida. So 2004, yeah, he Urban Meyer went 12 and 0. Yeah. Look at Urban's record, Jamie Christmas. Uh, but so just I throw him out there. I doubt it'll happen. Throw him out there. You ready for the next category? Yeah. This is mean, but uh, this next category is called Google Time. We better. You, you probably have to Google some of these I'm guys, but they're pretty Google good. Ready. I'm getting it ready. And they've been on a, a lot of lists for people for Nebraska. First guy, Dave Doran, NC State head coach. He's been at NC State for ten years. He's won at least eight games in four of the last five seasons. That's pretty impressive. He's also head coach at Northern Illinois. He's from Kansas, so he's a Midwest guy. He's got that yeah. those Midwest roots. The question is for him, like, does the Big Ten appeal to him, and does he move the needle a ton? I don't know. Some people that are high on him, I'm not totally sure. I will tell you right now, I've not watched enough enough NC State football to have a great feel for him, but he's just a name that is popping up a lot. Yeah, I don't know enough about him. Uh, I can tell you this. North Carolina's got a pretty good recruiting base, too, so I don't know if that's a benefit to coming to Nebraska or if that was just like he's like a middle-of-the-pack coach there with pretty good talent around right. him so like I, I don't know that that gets me real excited um so i would say i i need to know more about this guy next guy jeremy chadwell coastal carolina a lot of chatter about him he was one of the dudes that was discussed as being the offensive coordinator that scott frost would hire at Coastal Carolina, he's making eight, $850,000 a year. So very affordable. As we're on HGTV, he's way in our price We could range. flip that thing and I mean, and we make could, a huge could, profit. Oh, that'd be great. Unbelievable profit. Still come under our budget. Oh, way under, like way, way under our budget. He has 22 wins in the last two seasons at Coastal Carolina. He won big at the FCS and Division II level as well. He is known for his very his innovative offense. It's got some option elements to it, which would appeal to a lot of people, including probably me. I think with him, you kind of are going, okay, like, does Nebraska need a unique offensive style to be successful? I've always kind of leaned more towards yes, and maybe Jeremy Chadwell is kind of one of those guys. They've done well the last handful of years. I mean, 
2021, 11-2. Coastal Carolina. 3-0 to start this year. My hesitation is Sunbelt Conference. Yes, no have, question have about you, it. you no experience in the big boy leagues of SEC or Big Ten? Like, that's... that's like, I'd rather roll the dice on Jim Leonard over Jeremy Chadwell, I think. I would. Yeah, but I that's mean, not that mean. I'm not trying to denigrate Jeremy Chadwell, but like I just think we we've done the offensive guru, you know, like Frost at a group at, of five. Yeah, like Jim Leonard in the Big Ten is stoning people, stoning people. Like that is something that transfers immediately. You know, Frost ran a version of this offense last year, and I agree with you. There were some good things to it, but like we didn't. We didn't become world beaters from from running some of the triple option. It's just like you got to recruit guys. You got to not make mistakes on defense. Like it, it, there's more to it than just sexy offense. Next category of coaches, I call these guys the inside the park home runs. It's they hard to call them. anybody a home run hire, not name Urban Meyer, but man, a lot of these guys seems like they'd be pretty good hires. Yeah. Okay. Luke Fickle. $5 million a year at Cincinnati right now. He took Cincinnati to the college football playoff last year. He was at Ohio State. He's familiar with the Big Ten. Cincinnati is going to the Big 12, so that is probably a factor in his how he would assess other jobs at this point. The question is, does he want back into the Big Ten? Is he a Big Ten guy? Because if he is, Nebraska is a pretty good opportunity to get back in the league. Mm, this is interesting. Okay, so this this guy's very intriguing, right? He's yes. a he's an Ohio State guy. He got a chance at Ohio State. It didn't go great, but then he got to learn the lessons. So he's a guy that's learned lessons at yep. Cincinnati. He took Cincinnati to the college football playoff. That's big time. All right, that's big time. And now those teams were tough. I watched some of those yes. guys, some of those games they played. They were tough. Um, and look at his Cincinnati record. Year good. one, four and eight. Then 11 and two, 11 and three, nine and one, 13 and one. Like, come on, man. You're doing, you're doing it. Six and oh, eight and oh in this conference too. I mean, like he, he, you can't argue that. So to me, like he's checking the boxes of, he's learned lessons. He's been a head coach. Um, can he recruit? I think he's got a pretty good name. I think he's got think that playoff appearance helps him. Yeah, I think he's got some connection there. So I think he's like he's not like your your gangbusters recruiter, but he's got something there. Um, and is he an X's nose guy? I would think he's he kind of seems like he knows his team seems sound. I mean, I'm getting that vibe. Um, and then the last part is like, would he come here? Would it be a fit? Maybe, maybe, maybe. I, I, this is an intriguing one. Oh, he's intriguing. Yeah, he's on my list of of yeah. Next guy in inside the park home runs, Lane Kiffin. Long shot, really long shot. He's making seven million, seven point two million at Ole Miss. Obviously, born in Lincoln. Dad, Monty Kiffin, pretty successful everywhere he's been. Yeah, he's a guy that like he's kind of a drama guy. Like seems like drama kind of follows him where he's at Tennessee. <laughs> Uh, FAU, USC's at Ole Miss now. I don't think it'll happen. We don't got to spend a lot of time on Lane Kiffin, but I put him in there. Uh, love the Kiffins. You know, my brother played yep. for Monty. My dad played for Monty. So, That's like, I, I love the Kiffins. Um, 
you know, Lane seems to eat the drama. He said drama. I think the the hard part with Lane is like it's he doesn't like, feel like he fits in Nebraska. Anymore. I think he's in a good spot with Ole Miss. Yes. I would say there would be it'd be I'd be hard pressed to see him leaving the SEC to come to a potential more drama here. So I, I would say I just don't see it. You'd have to sell him on. I mean, if you you're getting out of the SEC West. You know, like yeah, no yeah, matter what, true. dude, you you are you are got a monster at, that you're dealing with every yeah. year. Next guy, Mark Stoops, Kentucky, he's making six point seven million dollars next year. He's done a great job in Kentucky. Two ten win seasons, six straight bowl trips. He was the 2018 SEC Coach of the Year, but his alma mater is Iowa. He's a Stoops. And the reality is, and this is where it depends on if you want to view this as good or bad, Kentucky is a basketball school. It will always be a basketball school. Mm. Does he want to go somewhere where he is on the marquee and he's the headline guy? Tough, but it can be viewed, that can also be viewed as good where he's like, man, I got the best gig in the world where it's like, I'm at a basketball school. So even if we have a bad year and people want to know how Coach Calipari's team's going to do, you know? You know, his brother stayed at Oklahoma for a long time. I think he, to me, I think I don't see him leaving Kentucky. I don't either. Because it's easier to recruit Kentucky. He's got the thing going. And he's just got no prep. Like, I don't think there's any real pressure for him. Not like, he's making, pressure. he's going to make $6 million a year. He's making and, six. He's not making three. Right. He's, he's making, making six months a year. And it's like, I'm, I'm, I got recruits all around me. I got no real pressure. If I go, all I got to do is go in seven or eight games a year and people are happy with me. I don't think he'll come, but he'd be, yeah, he'd be mo- worth a phone more, call. The more we talk, the more I'm just like, I hope Nebraska's pulling out the checkbook. I do too. Because you just start to see it like, these guys are already making more than Frost was making. Yes. So Frost was making five a year. Right, you, you, it's to me. Whoever you get, it's got to start at like, depending on who you're talking to. Like, if you're hiring Lance Leipold, could you get him for five? Maybe. Could you get him for five or six? Yeah, you get, you you will get Lance for five or six. But if you you start talking about some of these other guys, unless you get seven or eight, right? You can't get fickle unless it's seven or eight. You know, like seven or eight becomes the number to get a big boy who's in a big boy conference. I agree. And and seven and eight doesn't even guarantee it. So, next guy in the inside the park home runs, Matt Rule. Matt Rule's on the hot seat with the Carolina Panthers. He did a great job at Temple and Baylor. At Temple, four years as head coach at Temple, he last two seasons he won ten games each year. At Baylor, he took over a mess that was after the Art Briles stuff. Year one went one and eleven. Year three, eleven and three. And again, now he's in the NFL. Yeah. You talked to, I ran into Bruce Feldman this weekend of Fox. He's on Big Noon Kickoff. And because he came to the Creighton event, which was really cool uh, that I was emceeing. And he threw, he, I said, what do you think, man? He said, Matt Rule. He was like, I think Matt Rule, if he, if he's on the market, I go after Matt Rule hard. I don't, he, I get how on paper he checks a lot of boxes. I'm not totally sure in terms of that. Like I've again, I'm big on this. Like, do you fit in the Big Ten? I don't know. It's tough. That's tough. 
I'm I'm um, not totally sure, but his track record, you know, his sample size isn't that big. But as a head coach, he's been a roaring success. I just think the Big Twelve is such a different world, man. I don't know. I mean, like his sample size at Baylor is small. Um, I just I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know enough about him. I'm not anti him. I wouldn't say I'm I'm popping champagne over him. That's how I feel. I'm, I'm like. I, I, to be determined with him. I, I don't know. That's tough. There's two more coaches, and they're in two separate categories, and we'll wrap this up. Okay. This one doesn't even really make sense. I called this category Bizarro World Mike Riley. Gary Patterson. I would have said no until I watched his Texas defense Duh. play against, against Alabama. Bama. Hey. Hey. They play. Hey. And I've seen Texas play defense the last five years, and it was not good. And then Gary Patterson comes in and they were playing. You were, I was I sat and I watched that game. I was kind of pumped for that game, Texas Bama. Yeah. That Texas defense was balling. He's 62 years old. The reason I call him Bizarre World Mike Riley, he's like he's an older guy. He's been in kind of he's been at Texas this whole time. Mike Riley was out way out in on the West Coast. And then Mike Riley was like a career like average guy. Gary Patterson's actually been pretty successful. In all reality, like 22 years at TCU, mutually parted ways last year. His record as a head coach, 181 and 79. That's pretty good. Won six conference titles, one Big 12, four Mountain West, one Conference USA. He was two-time AP coach of the year. He's a defensive guy, which I like. He hasn't spent time in the Big Ten, which concerns me. The Big 12 is a different world. He's 62 years old. He's getting up there a little bit. Does he have the energy and the patience to take this on at Nebraska? I don't know. I'm with you. I I sat and watched that Bama-Texas game. I was like, Gary Patterson. Go ahead, big fella. Um, You know, 22 years at TCU, right? So, like, the boxes have been checked 10 times over with, like, it's been learned. Knows how to build the program. Right. Took his program from the Western Athletic Conference to the Conference USA to the Mountain West to the Big 12. He did that. Yep. He did that by being good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 62? 62 years old is what. Does he have the energy Try to, to, to do a decade of building and recruiting? To me, I doubt it. That is a that's a, that's like that's that's should be your sunset years, man. That's 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 hard for me to go. It's when you're listening to Jimmy you, Buffett and you're yeah. on your pontoon boat Wasting with your wife. Away again, you are listening to a lot of Jimmy Buffett. He should be at the Jimmy Buffett stage of his life. Searching for my lost you Two tickets to paradise. No, he's cheeseburger. In cheeseburger paradise. in paradise. Eddie Money is two tickets to paradise. Either one, I'm good with. I think you are. <laughs> wow, I, did, I think you're kind of sneaky, Gary Patterson. I watched that damn. They beat that, Alabama. They should have beat if, Bama if the if the corner makes well, the, the bullshit sack safety that got in the bowl. Yeah, the yeah. safety gets overturned and they miss a chip shot. And the, the safety has. The Alabama QB is like yeah. hold on to him. But that guy Neo matrixed him and then But that's the that's on the DB. You just get your yeah, hands on him. Right. Pisses me off. Okay. The last coach. It's called Remember Me? Mike Riley. Mike Riley. No. Bo Polini. No. 
Tom Herman. Fired from Texas, was more successful than you think at Texas. 32 and 18 overall, wasn't just a colossal disaster. He went 22 and 4 at Ohio State. If I'm not mistaken, wasn't Tom Herman the offensive coordinator when Ohio State won in 2014? I think so. And then he went to Houston. And then he went to Texas. Where's he at now? He is now, he is just doing like TV. So he's not coaching. So he's been in the Big Ten, but as an OC, and he was living in a world with like, you know, who he had Ezekiel Elliott, Cardell Jones, JT Barrett, uh, Braxton yeah. Miller. So, I mean, you know, like, hey, Tom Herman, I know you had Braxton Miller, but have you ever met Brody Belt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So- so here's what I'll say. Here's here's my take on I'll Tom see Herman. your Braxton Miller, and I'll raise you a Nate Borkacher. Uh, I mean, Checkmate, my friend. Checkmate. <laughs> but I just, I put him down. I don't, he seems like he's like a spread passing guy, right? Here, but here, like if we're You and I are at, into like defensive, like we want guys that want mud all over their face. And just, I want guys like that. Tom Herman seems like a guy that, Wants to air that bitch out. I know. I mean, here's the thing: is like we know Tom Herman's. I think he's like a good coach, but like if we're looking at track record, like with the talent that comes from Texas, like he, he couldn't get it done with that talent. Yeah, which means like. It's gonna be way more challenging here. Totally agree. You've already you've sold me no 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 Tom. Herman. I just don't know. I I, mean, I wrote him down. Okay. He's remember me like you forget like remember Tom Herman? Yeah. So there you go. Those are my my categories. My final. You want to do this? My final top five. You ready? Yeah, I'm here. Urban. Pat Fitzgerald. Dave Aranda. Could you imagine Dave Aranda? Luke Fickle. Matt Campbell, Lance is Lance, and then Leopold. Lance, and then Lance would be like would be right there. Like it was Lance and Matt and Campbell. Lance and Matt Campbell to me are like we're we're both going to Dairy Queen, and we're like yeah, make it make it the Super Six and, and put Lance in there. But I, think I would say right. guys that both sneaky want to go Gary split a banana split with. I would say you, you, you I'm going and to Gary I'm going to Margaritaville with Gary Patterson. <laughs> so I don't know that Gary is going to coach, but I'm going to Margaritaville with Gary Patterson. I would say on the Lolo, you and Jim Leonard mid would maybe go get a banana split. Uh, would you guys take a tequila shot together? I would probably, I would just build a picket fence with Jim <laughs> Leonard. I think that'd be He's wifey material. You'd wife Jim Leonard up pretty like good. That, yeah. Who uh, I mean, Chris Kleiman, you're you're passing on him. I wouldn't pass. I would I would just him. be slow. Uh, Mark Stoops, I just think like he's in that Shakira Scarlett Johansson. Like he ain't coming here. You gotta want Ray me to. Hey, guess what? You gotta want me to. Right, Dave Doran, Jeremy Ch- Chadwell. Like no, I don't think so. I had to Google him. Uh, David Shaw, just. Dave, what do you think about David Shaw? He's not making the list. Shaw me the money, David. Shaw me the money. <laughs> Shaw me the money. <laughs> Who's coming with me? 
Uh, Kyle Whittingham, I feel like he was going to he's going to say no, and I'm not into rejection at this point in is my he life. Willingham is what I want. <laughs> I love that joke. <laughs> uh, and then you got Coach Prime and PJ Fleck. No, no. Uh, anybody I'm missing? Did I mean? Have I just? I mean, I feel like there's so many names. I maybe I'm probably missing somebody. Am I missing anybody? Yeah. You've talked about Troy Calhoun at Air Force. I'm not sure about that. I think we. I mean, Nick. Urban Urban Fitz, Aranda Fickle, Campbell, Lance Leipold. Okay, Gary to, Patterson, Jim bring, Leonard. Okay, sorry to bring it back to Urban, but what is with the Urban narrative where there's like people that are adamant that Urban has zero interest and Nebraska has yeah. zero interest, and there's people who are like, this is a possibility. Like, how is it like? that off my get i don't know my guess is it's not a possibility my guess is he, if he's gonna get back into it he's waiting for does he want the sec or, or he's waiting for one of the, i don't know what because i thought he was going to take the usc job maybe that is more of a that to me is more of a so to me if you're like now i don't know if usc offered him the job yeah but like that would make more sense than nebraska yeah, I do. I agree with that. I think USC makes way more sense because Urban knows I can recruit way easier. I mean, Urban's smart. Like that's Urban what I'm saying. He's not. He understands the recruiting aspect of this, but he also like he understands the like he talks infrastructure. He knows Nebraska has it. He, and he called it the most loyal fan. But he kept saying that yeah. multiple times. The most loyal fan base in the country. It almost seemed like he was just you know he, he was, was selling. He was on it. He was on this like. We were Renee Zellweger, and you had me at hello. Yeah. I you mean, know, you didn't need to. There's no doubt. I mean, the guy was on a campaign. Right. He was campaigning. And, like, and so that's where the little bit of campaigning, um, I think he's feeling it out. I think to me, he's feeling out like, what would, what would they think if I, what if I came here? What, what, it, would this, would, would they, because. Trev says when $10 some, million dollars a year. If he says $10 million, Urban will perk up. Because look at this. Look at this. So highest paid coaches right now. Dabo, 10.5. Saban, 10.39. Kirby Smart, 10.25. Lincoln Riley, 10 plus. Brian Kelly, 9.5. Mel Tucker, Michigan State, 9.5. So to me, if you are in the Big Ten and you're saying we're a big boy, Mel Tucker sets the tone at 9.5. That's the new paid out contract. Harbaugh was like he took a pay cut yeah. because they lost that one year. Let me Carbaugh gave himself self lashings. He's like, "We lost, my bad. <laughs> Sorry about that." Yeah, so I think let's be realistic. If you want a big boy, probably got to start it. I mean, if you, it's, I don't it's think it'll eight, happen. It's eight to ten for the elite guys. Um, and I think that's, we have to be realistic and go, all right, Nebraska. I mean, this is Midwest. We're practical. We're, um, okay. Jimbo 7.5, which seems like that seemed crazy when he got it. Now you're like, oh, that's nothing. Mario Cristobal, 8 million Dabo. Oh, this was a few years ago. Dabo got a new one. David Shaw, 9.3, uh, Ryan day, 9.5 Mel Tucker. 9 right. Yeah. So, so you got, it's gotta be around nine to 10. If you're going to go like get an urban to get an urban, it's nine to 10 Lance Leipold. You're not going to have to f fork that over, but it's like great, Luke fickle, you probably have to get seven or eight Dave Aranda, seven or eight Patty Fitz. 
I don't know if I got Patty Fitz. Put a ring on it. Just I mean, I will on. marry Patty Fitz. Water those. <laughs> I will water them tulips for Patty <laughs> Fitz's house. Uh, so there you go. I don't know what we figured out, but we figured some things out. By the way, it's a bye week. I'm having hernia surgery. That's right. Horrible. You, I was thinking, have you ever had surgery? Like, legit. Yeah. Did you have to go under? I feel like you're the only patient that's been like, he doesn't need anesthesia. Just give him a few minutes. Just let me get angry. <laughs> let him let him fall asleep. He'll fall asleep. He <laughs> will give, give him, him some almond butter. Yeah. Give, almond him, butter. give him a spoonful of almond butter. Oh. Let him sit on the couch, and before you know it, he'll be out, and you can do I mean, surgery on him. They could probably you were the only person ever that didn't need any, uh, any anesthesia. But, yeah, so... We were supposed to play golf together, but I'm having a I'm having know, hernia I'm surgery, you know. So I know. I know I'm bummed too. Maybe maybe I'll be feeling better and I'll be able to come see you at some point. But I don't know. What we figured out. But we figured that. Was, I mean, we just talked about like 20 coaches. There you go, people. That was deep. That was deep. That was deep. Uh, I just thought of something. Maybe I could play you out. On you want to play me out on something? And then we'll as we wrap this up. Okay, we'll wrap we'll wrap it up. Playing me out. Okay. All right. All right. As we wrap this up, we got one. How about? I mean, what a special day. We're getting not one but two songs. Let me, let me turn it up here. Okay, there we go. What do you what do you got for us as we wrap up this beautiful wine pod? Shouts out to Gert Currency for making it happen here. So, you know, each week we have, we, always, we try to do something fun. And, um, you know, I think that uh, last week we, we were, we're talking about linemen. We're talking about pass rush, pass rush moves. And sometimes you got to know the moves. Sometimes you just got to know how to make them. You got to know how to make it. <laughs> Don't get beat by a Carlton. Don't do it. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. Beautiful. I love it. We'll see you next time, people. A Media Production.